World, episode five. I'm your host, Mike Duner Muldoon, broadcasting from Mayapack, New York, about an hour north of Manhattan. A uh, very special guest. I got Liberty with me from uh, Billy Joel's band. Liberty, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. It's good to be here. Actually, yeah. during the pandemic, it's good to be anywhere. <laughs> yeah, hey, this is true. This is true. You know, we kind of made it through a lot of what people are going through in the rest of the country a few months ago. So I feel like we have some, uh, some COVID calluses, right? At least I know my tribe does. You know, we've, we've had to, we've been doing this for a while. We went through the hard times and, you know, we're we're vigilant, we're cautious, but, um, you know, we're still in it, right? We are still in it. Yeah, you're still um, wearing a mask? Yeah, well, not now, but I have my ACDC mask. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the one reason I like to wear it, even though I hate wearing it. Um, so, Liberty, before we talk about your book, I wanted to ask you about a certain gentleman. I know you're into the Beatles. Yes. Do you remember David Peel? I do. Do you, do you ever meet him? Died. Yeah. Yeah, he was really cool. I got, I got to meet him in 92, actually. He found this. He signed this. I had lunch with him to Mike. Hi, <laughs> jointly, David Peel. Got to love him. Got to love him. I, I, remember, I remember a couple of things. I was like, let's smoke. He's like, I only smoke at smoke-ins. I was like, all right, that's cool. Let's eat, some, let's eat a burger then. Um, but the reason I'm bringing him up is um, a friend of mine, Jim Gibson, put an album out by David Peel. Right? Everybody knows the first album, Have a Marijuana. The second one was on Apple, right? The Pope Smokes Dope. Um, so after that, he kind of went into the punk scene, right? Into the underground New York punk scene. Uh, put out a ton of cool albums. That's how I met him. I was working at a record store and, um, you know, I was ordering onesie twosies. Eventually, me and my friends got, you know, a couple hundred bucks worth. Of he was like, let's go. And we met him. It was cool. So fast forward, my friend Jim Gibson has a record label. He put out uh, a David Peel album, War, uh, yeah, War and Anarchy, uh, with Wayne Kramer, right, from the MC5. Right, yeah. But the cool part is, is that they, they released a seven-inch, uh, promo seven-inch as part of the um, – you know, release. They did a full album and then the seven inch. And on the seven inch, the first half was John Lennon being interviewed back in the seventies saying what a genius David Peel is. <laughs> right. So that's the first half. And then the second half was the song from the album. Right. So I reunited with Jim Gibson about six weeks ago. He owns a record store in Buchanan, New York. Amazing store. Some of the best posters. If you look behind me, that's the original uh, Pink Floyd, um, you know, movie poster. That's Dead Kennedy's from 81 in New York City. Um, he's just amazing stuff. But what we unearthed was a small treasure trove of these seven inches, right? So I have a few of them. Here's one, right? And, he, and, and actually, let me read this first before. Let me read Jim's. I found a write-up on it too, right? He said, uh, do, do, do. this seven inch was purely cathartic for me. Growing up, I was a big Beatles fan and found much of my musical influences from them. Sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. I, now had a, I now had a chance to put a seven inch on my label that featured John Lennon, and it would be completely legal and authorized by Yoko Ono herself. We even got permission to use the photo of John, Yoko, and David on the cover. It was a good day for me. Of course, no one believed me that it was on the up and up, but there is written permission to the contrary. The A side is a cut from the CD featuring Wayne Kramer on it too. The B side's an interview with John Lennon from the 70s where he talks about Peel being his music, this musical genius. When you, think about what, uh, when you think about what John Lennon was from the 70s, uh, a wacko David is, and how there his music is, then you hear John Lennon talking about him in such a reverent way it makes you sit back and think for a moment. I sent these singles out to industry types and gave away 50 to the mail orders. A week after it was sent out, I heard it was selling for 25 bucks. 
Wow. So what I found is these are numbered from one to 500, right, Lib? Um, yeah. I had number one through 10, the first 10. Wow. Right? So I was like, I got to give Lib one. Like, this is a cool thing. It's Beatles collected. So I'm going to give you a choice. My choice for you was number nine. I thought you should have number nine. Just because John Lennon is number It's cool. Just because it's cool. But I thought you might want to have number one because number one's always kind of cool too. So your choice, number nine or number one? I'll go with number nine. Nine. All right. That's, that was my initial instinct. Good. And because of that, you're also going to get a test pressing and then two of the higher numbers to give out to friends. Wow. Yeah, brother. Thanks for coming on. That's a little sign of appreciation. Well, thank you. <laughs> Throwing a little you. Beatles history at you. I found this and I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe I have this stuff. So I have to share it with people because it's no fun Be sitting here. Beatles stuff, man. Beatles stuff. You find it everywhere. You yeah. Know? You know, the Beatles are everywhere still in spirit. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you definitely. know, like when the garage sales, you know, people didn't know that records were coming back and you could find some great stuff in garage sales because people were getting rid of their records. They, didn't, they had CDs. They were getting rid of their records. I found some great stuff. You know, in the book where I talk about, um, I had got this album that I, I bought from a guy for two bucks. And it just said, back, uh, back to Toronto. And yes, I remember that part. Yes, yes, yes. The Beatle album. Right, and was, right. <laughs> they sucked. That's what I said. I said, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. I can be that bad. <laughs> So another thing that resonated with me in your book is you, you played in the Battle of the Bands in high school. Yes, I did. Yes, right? I did. And you were a gee, right? You were a gee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was too. And I played in the Battle of the Bands as well. Um, it took me three years, three years to win one, but we did. Finally, my last one, I won it. You probably won the first time, right? We won one. We, um, uh, you know, I, I didn't do well in school. I, I mean, yeah. in my yearbook, I'm actually in the three o'clock club, the kids that have to stay after, you know? <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, playing music, you know, it was great. It gave me an identity. It was fantastic, you know. Right, right. Well, I've been deep diving into both your, you know, the Slim Kings, which it's, it's, it's so awesome to watch. People like you, like Jerry Murata, you know, the, the masters, where even you're playing a slow song with, where it doesn't seem like there's much going on, and you watch the body language, what's going into it. And you, if you read your book, you know it's all spiritual and tribal, and, and, and you know, that's where it comes from. Um, but yeah. it's, it's, I've really enjoyed watching that, both from, you know, the Philly performances, also to, you know, you playing in a small bar with, with the trio. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's well, great, to, great to see. You know, I, I actually love playing in the bar. Uh, I yeah. love playing in the bar. You know, you could see the people, the reaction. When we got with Billy and we, we were playing like the arenas and, and coliseums and stuff and all that kind of stuff, it's like you don't see anybody anymore. Right, you know? right. Really well, it's interesting. When I grew up, there's three albums that, um, you know, I've been really kind of, I, I meditate and do a lot of yoga. So I mean, really getting into my, you know, root chakra, where I came from. And there's three albums that immediately come out from the very first. It was Glass Houses, uh, Business as Usual, and uh, Jay Giles, uh, Freeze Frame. Right, that those albums, and in your book, you talk about when you made Glass Houses that he finally came. He said, "Let's get back to that bar band, kick-ass rock and roll," and that's the album that first kind of lit me up when I was a kid. That's what we did. I went to, uh, in the book. You know, I talk about I went to see the Police, and I came back and I told him about this band, the Police. I, we were in France, and I saw them, and it was like he was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah," because he didn't know where where it was going to go. You know, he, we mm. had just a Fifty Second Street, it was kind of jazzy and you know, poppy. And then he listened, and it was like, yeah, let's go back to that, man. You know, let's go back to kicking ass. What year was that? What year was that police show? Do you remember? Yeah, it was uh, 78, maybe. 78. Wow. Yeah, because okay. uh, the Glass Houses album came out in 79. Yeah. Right, right. I'm still trying to find somebody that was at that Chance show. You ever heard about that? The police played the Chance in like 77 to 10 people during a snowstorm? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard about that. I've heard about that. You know, I heard about you two playing in these little clubs. Yeah, yeah. There. Yeah, sure. 
I met someone actually a month ago. He, he, he thought he was at that show. And I was like, no way. Like, find the ticket stub. You got to prove. You need forensics for something like that. You know? But it, yeah, it turned out it was, it was a, it was a, it was a you know, mislead. <laughs> <laughs> There's only 10 people that went to the show, and nine of them are probably dead. By That's now. the problem. That's the problem. If they made it to that show, they drove to the snowstorm probably with half a buzz on. <laughs> <laughs> in that days, right? Those days. Oh, geez. So, so what else in the book would you like to talk about, Lib? I mean, there's so much, you know, I mean, from the beginning to, you know, through the time with Billy, but, uh, and, and after. Um, but, well, what, you know. Lot, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, it's a story about me and how these immigrants came over from uh, Italy. And then two generations later, one of their offspring is playing with one of the biggest single artists in, in the ever, you know? The American and dream. The American dream. <laughs> so how did that happen? Yes. The American dream. How did it happen? Well, a lot of roads you take, you know, sometimes you choose a dark road and you go down that dark road. And uh, I was fortunate uh, to be able to get out of that dark road, you know, and be back on track again. But a lot of my friends, you know, they didn't get out of that dark road. Right. But right. you have to take that road to see what, what it has to offer. Or it, if it doesn't have anything to offer, then you can back out, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah. It's a, uh, kind of crazy one thing i noticed you created you created kind of a cadence in the book by inserting your um what was the sections called your drum my drum yeah. part i like that because you know usually books you kind of you can get slowed down because it gets you know the drip drab but you kind of change it up and there's that little something to look for in between a little different beat <laughs> yeah that that uh that chapter was the longest chapter in the book so we, we thought let's break it up and put it in between because then you're following my life and what the drum is doing at the same time you know Right, right, right. I also picked up on how many times you use the word spiritual in the intro, which was uh, it very, very much is. I, I was thinking of local on uh, more modern bands like Jane's Addiction and Rusted Root, who are just very rhythmic and tribal and, and spiritual. You know, that's that's what it comes down to. Right. Hendrix, also, Hendrix did it, and you remember, I also used the word shitstorm in the, in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's such a thing as a spiritual shitstorm, my friend. <laughs> that's me. That's me. <laughs> oh, too funny. So, um. Like I said, Glass Houses was the you know, first album as a young, young kid. But then I really got into metal and punk and whatnot. And, and, you know, me and Billy, like, it didn't jive for a while, right? And then one thing that came back to me when I was working at a record store was we didn't start the fire, right? Oh, that yeah. was and, – and, you know, reading your book and going back, I think that the vocals and the drums are the two most important parts of that song. Like, oh, wait, there's, there's keyboards, there's, there's guitar, but I think that that driving beat and obviously that the narrative are really what makes that. And that's what brought me back to it. Plus, he said punk rock. So I was like, all right, Billy said punk rock. I'm in his tribe, too. <laughs> You know, it's funny you you, uh, you say that uh, you got into metal. You know, I always tell people, you know, we were we were metal, aluminum foil, but we were metal. <laughs> well, you, if you open with for Grand Funk and and, uh, and uh, James Gang, those guys were half metal, right? Those well, guys are you know all balls, but half <laughs> half metal. Yeah, as far well, as you know, I, I've been called um, a metal drummer playing as hard as a metal drummer yeah. in a pop band. You know, we well, easily could. You could be in a metal band. You throw someone, you know. With well, Kerry King I, from Slayer, you could you could rock. <laughs> did you see Hired Gun? Yes. Uh, the documentary. Yes, yes. Playing with a uh, uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Right, 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 right. And Bill X and all those yep, guys. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you can do it all. <laughs> yeah, so, after that thing, I got a call from Phil X, and he and he said, "I want you to play on my record." You know, I can't believe how hard you play. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still doing it now. Still doing it now. It's great. Yep. So, uh, do you remember anything about writing? We didn't start the fire. Uh, like what the process yes. was for that specific song. I remember him writing that. Uh, it was actually called a song called uh, Jolene for a while. It was he had the melody, uh, and um, but we had done the whole album all except uh, that that song. We didn't start the fire, and they came in and Columbia Records came in, uh, Sony Records came in, and they listened to the album and they said, "We hear the second single, which was Extremes." I go to Extremes, right? 
and we don't hear a first single yet. So Billy took that song, uh, We Didn't Start the Fire, and he had a book called Chronicles. It, it, it uh, lists everything that happened since the beginning of, of the world, you know, mm-hmm, one of those mm-hmm. books. And he started at his birthday, the day he was born, and he just read each thing. Harry Truman, Doris Day, sure. China, you know, all that shit. And, then, and we put it to the, to the music, you know, and it was great. Well, just to let you know how it's still resonating, uh, I was talking to my daughter about the show this week and how that's my favorite song. Like, that song really got me. And she said her social studies teacher played in class last year for them. Oh, really? Yeah, and I played it twice. I played it twice and had everybody really listen and pay attention, which I thought was kind of cool. And I definitely wanted to share that with you because that's, that just shows that, you know, you have a 16-year-old kid that's still, you know, learning from what you guys did back then. Not only were we making history, we were teaching it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff. The yeah. other thing, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go. I was gonna say the other thing that that um stood out for me um and it has for years was the uh the performance of back in the USSR, um uh, in Russia. Yes, I was just asked about that. You know, I tonight uh, I actually have to do um uh, a, a thing for the Beatle Channel because mm-hmm. uh, Paul McCartney's uh, album is coming out, his box set of Flowers in the Dust or something like that, and. Mm-hmm. It was during that time that I recorded with him and we did a song called Beautiful Night. I was going to ask you that. That was on my list of questions. <laughs> Beautiful yes, Night, okay. It, it's on the new uh, album. Oh, cool. So, you know, they, they were asking me, you played on that, right? And what were some of the things that happened in the studio? They were asking me all the stuff about what it was like to do that, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, yeah, that, that was really cool. And they asked me, they said, um, you guys uh, played, uh, who decided to play uh, USSR back in the USSR when you guys were in the Soviet Union? Uh, and we said, well, we rehearsed it, uh, you know, a couple of times in uh, England. We were in England before we went to the Soviet Union. Okay. So it was it was planned that we were going to do it. You know, <laughs> they wanted to know if it was spontaneous. You know, what did it feel like? Did that was that was that different than all your other performances? Were there something? I mean, it seems like just such a perfect. You know, the song the Beatles in Russia, like. Yeah, we played it. We played it in Russia before Paul McCartney did. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> All right, I got another I got another fun giveaway to you. Oh. So another uh fun record. You like to laugh, right? I do. This is gonna make you laugh. Um this is this is on Noiseville. This is on I'm sorry. So Noiseville is Jim's record label usually. This was a special release on Shitsville. <laughs> okay. And it's drunk John Lennon. Oh, that's great. Doing I wanna hold your gland. Are oh, you kidding? And it's it's a guy screaming it like it's supposed to be a joke fun thing. It's you know I want to. It is so funny. But the best part, side B, is a different cover. Hey toe, <laughs> where where are you going with that sneaker on your foot? <laughs> I got to come up to this record store, man. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's so I'm gonna send you this too. Uh, where is it? Westchester? Where Buchanan. It? It's Buchanan. Um, yeah, it, it is Westchester. Yeah, it's near Peekskill. It's near Peekskill. New York. Okay. Yeah. That's not far. Yeah, yeah it's about, it takes me about 20 minutes to get there. I'm in, I'm in, uh, May, in Mayapex, Putnam County, right? So there's Westchester and they call us Nextchester, right? <laughs> I'm in Brooklyn. I'm yeah. in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's Brooklyn. You always will be, always, you know, have been. But yeah. No other name for it except fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what else? I, oh, so I did want to ask about the Paul McCartney session. So what was that like? I know you, you had the challenge of having to give up that dinner, which you ended up not having to, right? But you made the decision and that was yeah, pretty funny. Mother- my mother made this decision. I, that was a, that was a great. And my, it's funny. My mom's been giving me uh, stuff for for cursing on my show, so that resonated with me as too. You know, I can't freaking yeah. curse. 
<laughs> well, you know, I got the call from uh, uh, to go in. And so I got there early. Mm. This part isn't in the book. I got there early. And, and uh, um, I'm thinking on the way there, I'm thinking, what does he want with me? This is, you know, it's Paul McCartney. He doesn't know who I am. What the hell? Right. You know? So uh, I'm standing there. We're listening to tapes with Phil Ramone and stuff like that. And first, his wife, Linda, walks in. And she points right at me and says, I know who you are. We've been watching your videos. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Paul McCartney's been watching videos that I'm in? It's insane. So then uh, then he walks in. And it's like, a god could have walked in the room. Right, right. But I I shook his hand. You know, hi, nice to meet you. And then I kind of backed out of the room while he was talking to the other guys. And I got in this little hallway. And I said, okay, you have got to get yourself together. He's just another musician that you're going to play with. And then the guy on this side of my shoulder said, no, he's not. He's a Beatle. <laughs> like the Animal House, Animal House, right? You should be listening. Yeah, yeah. He's just another guy. No, he's not. He's a Beatle. Oh, yeah. Well, he's just a musician. No, he's not. He's a Beatle. <laughs> no. That's too funny. That's... But it was insane. But it was a treat to play with him because we did the two songs. And in between the two songs, you know, we ate. We had pizza. And... uh uh, we talked about children and raising kids and stuff like that in the business. And then we went back and he started playing piano and he, he we did little Richard songs and, and Chuck Berry and, oh, you know, great. Great the fire and stuff like that. It was so cool. You know, he's, he's got such spirit. He's actually cool. Hear his voice in the, in the headphones, a voice that's so familiar. And then you look over and he's sitting right there. Wow. Yeah, it was sick. That's really cool. That is really cool. All right, let's see what else did I have on those. Oh, so I want to talk about the Lords of 52nd Street. Um, I watched some great interviews, um, you know, with with you and Richie and Russell. Um, yeah. So are you guys still playing? What, what's the what's the is there? I mean, now I guess everything's nobody's playing, right? Well, but <laughs> actually, this is what we did. We uh, about a week ago we played an outdoor show in the parking oh. lot. You know, n- nobody's allowed backstage. No meet and greet. You know, not like that. It's just a drag. But um, yeah, we played outdoors, and we're playing another one coming up. How did the first one go? Tell me about it. Tell, tell everyone about it. It was cool, but it was the day that this gigantic storm came through. Oh, shit. So okay. we did what I call the Beatles set. It was only 35 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but it was cool. People, you know, liked it. They got out of their cars. They sat in front of their cars and, and listened. You know, it, it, was, it was pretty cool. It's you weird mean, because they're far away from you. Right. When they, when they clap at the end of a song, it's like you don't really hear it. You know? yeah. the, the vibration's a little dampered. A little because, bit. because of the distancing, right? Yeah, but it's better than yeah. being at home, you know, just having to rock your stereo. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Richie Canada has a studio. So the other day, I have a, a, another band that I play with, a bunch of guys. We do this uh, benefit for a charity down in South Carolina, in Greenville, South Carolina, every year. It's been canceled this year because of the virus. So mm-hmm. we're getting together uh, uh, virtually and doing a song that they can auction off at the, at the uh, charity event. Oh, cool. You know? um, so I went to Richard's studio the other day and I played. We did Walk This Way. Oh, uh, great song. And, and I just, uh, you know, I was slamming again. You know, it was funny because before that, before um, Monday, I hadn't played drums since March 15th. That's when I got I, shut down. That was the same date I got shut down. March 15th yeah. is when I, yeah, yeah. And I, I live in an apartment in Brooklyn. I can't have drums there. I'm in my <laughs> basement right now. I'm opening up a store here in the basement. Right, right. That's tough. Yeah. It's funny. I was talking to uh, one of my dive instructors down in Grand Cayman. That He's a you know, dive master. And they couldn't go in the water for the first two months. And he was like a, a, a caged tiger. You know, he's just losing it because if you can't do that, or you're so, you get so used to it, then 
it's tough. You have, you know. It's, sure. You know, I have, I have a life coach, and I said, I said to her, you know, um, I feel like you know, the music is my mistress. And and she said to me, she goes, your problem is you can't get to your mistress right now, can you? <laughs> no, I can't. It's killing me. Well, I did see two things I saw. One, a group in Europe doing a Zappa tune, right? Zappa's my main guy. Um, and it was, it was, they had done it through some online thing. They were in a, a Zoom-like setting. It wasn't Zoom, right? Because the compression kills the audio in Zoom. But it sounded good. They did, um, I think it was 50-50 or Zombie Wolf, like a, a difficult song. And it sounded yeah. really good. And then another uh, band I had on, a mariachi band, the mariachi, uh, uh, the chur churros, churros Rock. Um, they did a concert. Uh, they're, they're set up in the backyard. And right. they, um, you know, they had donate, you know, you were able to donate through Venmo and whatnot. Um, and they did, you know, great versions. They dedicated Hotel California to my uncle who had just passed away. Oh. Um, they did a great version of another brick in the wall mariachi style. Um, <laughs> but it was neat. You know, we, we, my wife and I sat here, we got drunk, we watched the show and it was fun. And then, you know, it was a little bit of that live flavor. So um, we have to look yep. for new ways. We got, you know, Liv, we have to look for new ways to bring your talent and music out to, you know, people like me who want to feel the vibration. Right. And then. Yeah, there's a, a little group of uh, girls uh, on one of the corners of, in Brooklyn just playing like funk music, you know. Oh, that's just, cool. You know, socially distancing, but, but mm -hmm. playing funk down the street, you know, just people coming by and enjoying it, you know. I've heard it's another idea is uh, using driving drive theaters. Driving yeah. theaters to have people perform on the stage and then you already have, you know, you can right. get the audio in and then. Yeah, sometimes they, they pump it through a radio too. So yeah, yeah, know. yeah. We're gonna to have to get creative, right? Of ways to, to, to find, to move on through this. It's yeah, yeah, people are starting to go crazy. You know, you talk about Zappa. Yeah, I know you probably didn't get up to the New Rock Workshop yet, that, that chapter in the book. No. But my band, the New Rock Workshop, when I was 17 years old, we used to do uh, songs from the, uh, the Mothers of Invention uh, album. We did, um, um, you didn't try to call me. And we did, <laughs> how could I be such a fool? Ah, yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah, the last band I was in was I played lead guitar in a Zappa cover band um, at, right out of college. Yeah, I was a bartender, and me and four, three or four of the bartenders, we'd get up at noon, you know, get hang out, have a couple beers, smoke, and then just play Zappa tunes. We learned about 50 of them. Um, wow. And I mean, relative to, you know, Steve Vai, we were hacks, but it was, it was some of the most fun I've ever had, you know, singing, you know, Broken Hearts for Assholes and singing, you know, all those songs. And to my buddies yeah. in the bar, it was just, it was life fulfilling. Um, yeah. and, and I learned some chops. You know, I had to practice to be able to do it. Even mediocre Zappa was <laughs> took took something. <laughs> My mother's side of the family comes from Sicily, and uh, mm -hmm. and that's where our, um, the Zappa family comes from. You know, uh, and my cousins had to take me to the road that's that's called Frank Zappa. <laughs> you know, there's a movie. Road. There's a movie on uh, Prime, Amazon Prime, with Zappa's kids going to Sicily, retracing yeah. the steps. Have you seen that? No. Look for that. It's really good. It's, it's almost two hours long. It's really touching. I mean, it's, it's got, um, you know, Diva and Dweezil, everyone yeah. but Ahmed. And, and they go over there. Gail's in it. It's, 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 you almost feel like it's a family movie. And it, it, since you're from Sicily, it would probably, it, I was crying watching it at times. So you, I'm sure it'd be touching for you and your, and your family. Check that out. It's yeah. free on Prime. Very Definitely cool. Look that up. It's like Zappa goes to Sicily or summer in Sicily or something like that. You, you would enjoy that. My favorite, enjoy that. favorite Zappa story is uh, somebody told me, they were at a concert and, and Zappa played the, his first song and he got booed and he played the same song over and over again <laughs> until his set was over. <laughs> yeah, that's someone you don't want to, you don't want to get on the wrong side of, you know, that, that's, it's, you know, he had it's a reputation, good. but it's, it's, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. So were you talking about another show uh, for, was it the Slim Kings or a different band? That no, you were the, Lord. uh, the Lords. Of no, the Lords. Okay. When, when's the next show? I don't know. I could look on my phone, but then that will take time. <laughs> Well, where is it? Just where is it then? Uh, I'm going to look on my phone and okay. see if I... I want to see if I can go. <laughs> Maybe you can. I'd like to.
Of course, you won't be able to hang out with us, but <laughs> that's okay. I want to see music, man. I want to see a play. Uh, let's see if we got something. Here. Update, update. Hey, boys, here we go. Um, <laughs> let's see, let's see. Hit me Milford, Milford, Connecticut. Oh, my brother lives in Milford. Yeah, on the. Uh, it looks like uh, August twenty eighth. Oh, I'm I'm totally there. My brother lives. It's probably walking distance from his house. It's a driving show. Oh, sweet. And it says confirmed next week. I'm going, brother. Uh, if it's not sold out, I'm going. I'm gonna call my brother after the show. That's awesome. Well, you know Andy, right? The uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be there. All right, I'm gonna check it out. Oh, that's exciting. That's funny. My brother actually had open heart surgery two months ago in the middle of all this. Oh my God, you're kidding. No, he all of a sudden he had had valve replacement um, 15 years ago, and they last about 15 years. So How one old? day, uh, he's um, I'm 40, 49. Whoa! Yeah, but a good story. He made it through. He's been home. He just went home a week and a half ago. So now he's back. He's back to the you know back to home and and whatnot. Okay. But uh, ooh, that was a tough one. But so it's a good reason for me to go visit him if you're going to be playing down there. Yeah, there you <laughs> another <go>. excuse. <laughs> Always having an excuse to do something. All right, one more. I got one more Beatles thing for you. Oh come on! I got one more. This is it's not that much. This was um, it's from a, a show. I'm not sure if Jim put this on, but it's uh, it's love the cultural influence of the Beatles, oh, right? It's numbered 74 out of 99. This was given as like people who, for to people who donated to the charity. So I'm going to send that's this to you. I got a package for you. That's really cool. We got some records and, and a poster. Well, now you can give it to me when you see us. You yes, yes, that's true. I could, well, that's a month from now. I don't know if I'm going to have to send you. You can save you know, the mail. Save the mail. Save the mail. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And another uh, thing I want to do is um, I want to give away this copy that I've been working on. I'm uh, reading. I'm going to read it a little more and then I'm going to give it away. Okay. Um, include, I'll include my notes too, my show notes. So I, I don't know if I asked all the questions, but I told a friend today, a friend of mine said, I'm, I'm going to read your book. And I said, don't give it to your wife. Buy another one. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I want to get a signed one from you for me. So that's another one of the reasons I'm giving this away too. Well, um, you know I, I will buy another one. You, you bring one and, and you give it to Andy and Andy brings it back. If I don't get to cool. see you, I'll cool. come out and say hi to you. Of course, with mask on. But Of course, yeah. we can see my ACDC mask or... Maybe one of my Zappa masks. I have three different Zappa masks too. Okay. All right. So here's the trivia question to win this book. So you kind of have to find the book or you can look at, I don't care how you get the answer, but uh, when, you were, when you were recording Angry Young Men, yes, right? Billy, Doug, Jim Smith, and yourself, you're recording right. and you need an acoustic guitar, right? So if someone, either Doug, you, Jim, or Billy hadn't used their acoustic guitar for the recording of Angry Young Men. So if you post the answer to that on the YouTube page for the show, I'm going to send you this book in like a week after I finish it. Not right away. <laughs> it'll be a little rushed. It'll be a rushed. You know, maybe a hole in one of the pages from a seed coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the great things from the interview was, uh, was I, I forget, I think it was Richie. Was it Richie who said uh, you called yourselves a bunch of Manalukes from Long Island? <laughs> 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 that was great. That was great. That had me cracking up. Oh, I wanted to ask you, when you did play with Grand Funk and James Gang, um, did you get the sound check? Do you remember if your band sound checked like for, for Grand Funk? I don't, just, think so. no. I, I don't think so. Any interactions with, with uh, Brewer or, or with uh, Mark Farner or anything? Well, you know, no. We, we would uh, play the show and then leave. Before yeah, they yeah. We had right. to get to the next one. We were that kind of band that, that travels in a van and a, and a <laughs> uh, station wagon. So right. So it was like, oh, we got to play tomorrow night. We got to get out of here. Yeah. You know? But um, later on in life, I did get to play with Mark Farner uh, for a long Ooh. time. We were in a, uh, a band called the Northwest Airlines All-Star Band. Northwest Ooh, that's a mouthful. Yeah, every time Northwest Airlines opened up another uh, airport, you know, where they would land, we would go there, uh, do a show, and visit a children's hospital, 
and then they, we'd get a, the, uh, the airline would get a write-up in the newspaper, you know, a big that, write-up. That. So um, it was cool. It was myself. It was, uh, Mark Farner was in the band. Felix Cavallari from the Rascals Ooh. was in the band. Billy Preston was in the band. Oof. Oh, uh, my gosh. Proper was in the band. Oh, no, damn. Holy yeah. cow. That was crazy. That's an all-star band for sure. Holy yeah, moly. Blues Brothers is my favorite movie of all time, just so you know. Like, I think that's the best music movie ever made. Um, so right. you, say, you say Cropper, I get, I, um, my ears stand up. <laughs> doesn't get any better. doesn't get any better than that stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's so great talking to you, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the show. I'm definitely going to get in touch with Andy and, try and make sure I can yeah, get, myself, get some do tickets it. for my brother and I, because uh, I think when Ford gets out, was the last one sold out or no? Do you remember? I don't, it was a town show, so they, you know, Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Is this a ticketed show? This is the drive-in ticketed have, show? I'm, I'm the drummer, I'm the last one to know. <laughs> I played I the rest of the stage. Today. I just uh, found out today from talking to Richie. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool, that's cool. Well, I'm glad it's confirmed, because I definitely need some live music. It's been way too long for me. Last show I went to was at the Capitol Theater in Portchester. Uh, I saw a dead, a dead band down there, um, and I miss it. I miss it a lot. The last show I went to was not, uh, last summer, last summer. I went to see the Foo Fighters, yeah. Ah, Foo Fighters. Oh, I remembered something I wanted to ask you. Uh, but just two, actually, two more things I wanted to ask you. Um, you played at the World Fair. The World Fair, I'm, I'm younger, so that's always been one of those, like, monoliths. You pass it, and it's like, huh. and like yeah. you know, it was like 1960s, 1860s. It happened sometime, long time ago, that, you know, you don't relate to it all. So right. when I read that your band <laughs> played there. It's just, it's ruined. Still <laughs> it's up, ruined, so. right? <laughs> It's like Stonehenge, right in New York. <laughs> so, well, what was it like? What was the fair like? As, as you know, I mean, it was just like any county fair, but in the city, or no? Remember, no. this was the World's Fair, like uh, the one in Flushing Meadows, and we played the New York Pavilion, which is still up. Yeah, you know, huh? still up. I mean, it's not operating, but it's still there. And my father, uh, he he actually coined the phrase. He said, "You guys looked like you were going to shit in your pants before you went." <laughs> <laughs> And the show went okay? The show went well? Oh, yeah, the show went well. It was yeah. uh, another band from our high school played right after us, you know. So, yeah, it was cool uh, just to play it. It was 64, I think. Yeah, 64, wow. right, you know, after the Beatles broke, yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. And lastly, what's the best concert you've ever seen as a, as a attendee? Oh, uh, best concert I've ever seen. I have to say uh, it had to be the first time I saw Earth, Wind & Fire. Because Ooh. back when they were doing um, all the magic tricks, you know, they like we don't went into a pyramid. The pyramid looked it up, and they were gone. You know, like that that kind of stuff. That's neat. That, that was really really good. I mean, the Foo Fighters. When I saw them last year, the thing I loved about them, they invited me to the show because they're fans. You know, mm. and uh, Dave Grohl when he first saw me, he goes, "Wow, I thought you'd be a lot bigger the way you play." You know, so <laughs> so I, I stood on the side of the stage, and and what I was so impressed by, they play with so much force and energy like if it looks like they think if we die right now we don't care we're gonna yeah. give it all you leaving know? it all out on the on stage yeah it reminded me like when i was with billy in the beginning that's what we did you know we gave it everything if we mm -hmm. would have dead after the show so what at least the crowd went away thinking wow that yeah. was fantastic mm -hmm. and this is dave Roll was in the wheel in the wheelchair you know with the uh, the broken leg right right Ooh. Axel's was that, oh no he bought Axel's throne right that was that was different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because my best concert involves Dave Grohl as well. Does it? Um, when I was sixteen, Nirvana were you know Bleach was released. I was working at the record store. They were my favorite band, um, right. and then they signed to Geffen. Um, so I was like, oh okay, Hurricane Spirit. I was like, this sounds cool. So Nevermind was released on Tuesday. 
I saw them Thursday, two days what? later, in a bar in New Haven. Um, I paid seven bucks, got a stamp on my hand. It was the first time my mom let me go to a, a club show during the week. Right, started at like 10 or something. It was like, you know, usually that's a no-no, but she knew what Nirvana meant. So I, I, I stood 10 feet from Kurt Cobain. I stood like a foot from Chris. I met Dave after the show. Um, wow. And, you know, it's, and the cool thing, Lib, is it's all on YouTube. Uh, Malcolm Tent, a friend of mine, videoed it. So you see me like, you know, jumping around like a 15-year-old, you know, teen angst crazy kid um, and five feet from Kurt, you know, literally as, you know, the world's about to change, but no one really knew it at that point. Well, um, I, have to, I have to tell you, it uh, feels like teen spirit. First time I heard it on the radio, I had to pull the car over. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and Dave, Dave's drums were a big part of that, a big part of, you know, uh, of that sound of where they went for the next couple albums, for sure. And he was right. such a nice guy. I remember I went up to him and um, I said, I said, that was the best show I ever saw. And he said, shut the fuck up. No, I'm just kidding. You're just kidding. You know, like, like messing with me because I was just a little punk kid. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool. And Chris was, Chris was really nice, too. Didn't get to meet Kurt, unfortunately. But... Um, that's funny. Both are, you know, a couple of concert I um, mentions involved Mr. Grohl. Maybe he's got to come on and talk to me someday. That'd be nice. <laughs> Wonder what he was feeling for, uh, you know, two days after Nevermind came out. And he kept saying during that show, two weeks, two weeks, just like randomly. I was wondering if they had some kind of idea that things were about to blow up. If they had a, you know, someone with the finger on the pulse knew that things were brewing. Maybe. 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 Uh, you got to ask him. Got to ask him to find out. <laughs> well, it's been great. I really appreciate you being generous with your time and coming on. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. Awesome. And then hopefully we get to have gift. Thanks for the gifts. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got to get me your dress or I'll get it from, uh, from Andy. Yeah, and, from uh, yeah. Absolutely. Or, or until we, we see you. Or uh, August 28th in Milford. Absolutely. I'm going to call my brother and uh, make sure that we put it on the calendar. Call up Andy and, and tell him that you want to go. Very cool. Very cool. Right. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot, brother. We'll talk to you soon. You have a great rest of the afternoon. And uh, yeah, keep on okay. rocking. Yeah, you too. I will. Take care. All right, bro.